I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched a movie with like four different names. Uh, Mother, Saigo no Shoujo Eve. Uh, the Eyes of Mars and whatever the thing that we watched that it, it translated Saigo no Shoujo Eve to, to something like The Last Girl Eve or something like that. It has, it has several different names, but it's a movie from 1993, uh, dubbed into English in 1997, um, which is is where one of the three of us uh, saw it back in the day on a good old sci-fi channel Saturday anime show. Well, it wasn't Saturday. It was... That's where they first, that's where they debuted it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. I'm sure they showed it at other times, but yes. Um, But we did not watch the English dub because it was hard enough to find the the subbed version, which I think is like a VHS that they tried to clean up. I'm not even sure that they had DVD quality. It's not well, like, remembered is, I guess, what I'm trying to say here. A little bit of obscure. Yeah. Um, That's sort of the name of the game, and that's going to follow suit for the next episode also. Um, (laughs) Oh, joy. (laughs) Babe, would you like to do a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? Sure. Yeah, well, first I'll say that, like, I saw this uh, late at night uh, watching sci-fi when I was visiting my sister at college so i was in her apartment yeah st- stayed up late watching it i only remembered like the end parts but turns out this film is about starts following a young boy running away from police or something like that they mentioned that he is part of a rebel group and he's looking he's trying to get somewhere they he evades capture and starts to go into the tunnels of the city and it cuts to, like, a forest area. Uh, and there's a young girl who is having nightmares, uh, wakes up screaming, and talks about that this forest is going to uh, catch on fire. It's going to be destroyed. And she, this is, it isn't just a dream. Like, she can, it's really vivid. So we follow her for a bit. Uh, this is a school uh, uh, is it a school? Yeah, like I a guess. training yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, of, of psychics. They're trying to connect to the astral plane. There's one really strong girl psychically. We learn that these students don't have their memories. They have to have their memory wiped before they can get into the program. Uh, and so, yeah, we start learning information, peeling back. You have this group. It is uh, monitored by... Somebody else, they're trying to teach these girls powers for some reason. They live, this force is actually below a city on Mars. That's where the boy came from. The resources of the city are dwindling. The planet or their civilization is in danger. And and the the group of psychics is a program to try to not necessarily protect the current city, but to... They'll one day, I guess, leave and like take these these girls with them uh, as the maybe like the best of the best genetically. I'm pretty sure as they say at some point. So so, yeah, this is the story where we see what happens to the civilization as you have these conflicting interests of trying to save the city as it is now or trying to leave and, and make a, a place somewhere else. Yeah. What did we think of this movie? 
Yeah, I was I was afraid it was going to be really bad. It wasn't like a good movie, but there were definitely things interesting to watch and and kind of pick out. Um, but one of the some of the things that make it bad, the animation's okay, bordering on like not great at times. Story-wise, it's a very exposition heavy, uh preachy is some of the things that I read. And it throws a lot at you, but it's not very interesting. It's not a talking rather than like seeing things happen. People just show up knowing things or show up in the right location without really any explanation. But it was an interesting watch, but I probably won't recommend it. Yeah, um, jury's a little bit still out on me. Um, yeah, I don't think I would recommend it. It, it was interesting. It was, um, it was strange. <laughs> it was strange. It was... I don't know. There were there were some interesting characters. Uh, the overall premise, I guess, was was kind of strange, and then surprising too, <laughs> as far as where they went with it. So yeah, uh, yeah. I at most would lightly recommend it, but I might not recommend it. I haven't fully decided. It was it was interesting, and there were some gay vibes that I wasn't expecting, uh, for better and worse. Uh, that will definitely have more discussion about, but it was fascinating. Certainly. I don't regret having seen it. So yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad it, I didn't like bring something awful <laughs> because I didn't remember much. Uh, so that could have been really bad. Uh, no, it was, it was interesting. Let's get specific. Uh, one of one fun fact that I'd like to give y'all is that this film was commissioned by the Mother Project, a pro-ecology environmental group in Japan. Yep. Okay, that's very very <laughs> very preachy for the environment and and what yeah, humans are doing that, to the earth and yeah. how we're going to wreck it and we cannot repeat the same. The mistakes. interesting thing, I guess, to me, uh, talking like overall plot wise, though, is that it doesn't feel like that for the whole movie. It kind of just. There's, like, notes of it, but mostly it feels like some weird sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And then suddenly it just beats you over the head yes, with, the like, end. environment. Not just the end, toward, like, there's a whole, uh, two-thirds like, of the way through. There's, like, this big speech that's just, like, about that. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, this movie's got a message. I see. Yeah. I I joke that it's anime uh, Fern Gully or anime um, oh, what's the Once, other upon, one? A forest. Once upon a Forest. Um, I think it's worse. Than I think it's worse than both of those. Yeah, but... <laughs> those are more interesting. Yeah, we haven't covered Fern Gully yet, but I like I remember liking that movie a lot, and Once Upon a Forest was cute. So yeah, I well now that you say that, I wish I would have known what other projects Mother commissioned. I don't know if they did. It's hard to find a lot of info on this. So I found that particular piece of info from like one particular review on one particular website. Like it's not, this doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. That's fair. Yeah. Like this definitely feels. I had to cobble together a cast list from IMDB and like anime news network. It was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like this reminds me of, uh, and, and nature wise reminds me of an aspect of blue gender. Cause I, so that's an anime that ran on, uh, Toonami or whatever, Adult Swim, whatever it was. Um, Toonami probably. Yeah. Like back in the day as well. And that was a, a show. So there's a bunch of episodes. Uh, there's like giant bugs attacking humanity. And 
spoiler alert for Blue Gender, because I'm pretty sure this was at the end, the conception of that is really based on, like, the the Gaia theory of the Earth. Like, the Earth is an organism, and in this case, the bugs were, like, antibodies trying to destroy, destroy humanity, which is the thing that is destroying the Earth kind of thing. But I think I think the Gaia theory uh, is fairly popular in Japanese media, especially for the '90s. It feels like because yeah. Final, Final Fantasy VII is full in on that stuff too. Like it's interesting where that pops up. Exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm wondering is some of that how much is this like commissioned stuff by people who have interest or are uh, in that. Or is this more cultural, like a more cultural sort of thing? I don't know. But but yeah, like agree. Like that's just something that would come up. Yeah, definitely. There was also a part uh, like, I don't know, halfway through the film or whatever, where this one lady was was talking about like we, you know, we want to have get the the people with the, the best genes or whatever. And just Valerie over to the side is like, ah, eugenics. <laughs> it's like, ah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of that vibe here. Um, I think it's more, she she was pretty clearly like not on the side of good. So I'm not sure that this movie is in support of eugenics, but it is there to an extent, um, uncomfortably. I like Sarah, though, the cool lesbian with shortcut pink hair, uh, which is what I wrote early on, before, like when we first met her. I just described her that way because that's just immediately the yeah, vibe that she's got. For sure. When you see her, it's like, oh, you're, you're like, gay. Hello. Uh, and then like the vibes just keep coming where she's like combing Eve's hair with her hand at one point. Eve like goes to Sarah's room and throws herself into her arms and is just yelling her name and stuff like there's stuff here, and it feels like someone knows what they're doing. 100%. Um, yeah, we'll un- talk about it in spoilers. Yes, there's... there's. Uh, unfortunately, it certainly plays into some tropes that we'll talk about later also. Um, but it's hard to deny that it's there to some degree. I like the part where everyone was chanting, Do. That was cracking us up. <laughs> yeah. Do is the name of the, the guy, the kind of main guy. Um, the rebel w- kid at the beginning yeah, of the film. Yeah, and at one point he brings Eve... At one point he, like, brings Eve to, like, where the rest of the rebels are or whatever. And they just love this kid. They're just, like, chanting his name. It's so funny. And yeah. it's this whole city of, like, of families and, and as well as leaders yeah. uh, of, like, the temple or wh- wherever it is. But, yeah, they're all lined the street. And as they're walking <laughs> up, they're all going, do, do, do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so funny. So funny. <laughs> Then, of course, you have, there's the messenger, which is, like, Eve, like, communes with a spirit that then tells her about history and basically, like, for five or ten uninterrupted minutes just, like, oh, yes. tells you about the environment and also just, like, backstory for this fictional nonsense. But the the relevant thing that Valerie w- was saying is that the planet that they were originally from was called Atlas and they, you know, they were bad to the environment. They made it uninhabitable. So a bunch of people tried to leave, but not everyone could leave. So there's a big war. Planet blew up. Bad stuff. Then they made a new society on Mars. Uh, not even all of Mars because it used to be green, apparently. But then the Atlas exploding kind of like 
destroyed most of that. So they live in like a bubble or whatever, but they call their city Atlan. And so then the, then like, as the speech is happening and you're like, oh, they're probably going to, they've moved planets before. They're probably going to have to again. They're, uh, they're going to go to earth. Right. And then you're like, oh, Atlas, Atlan, Atlantis. And uh, we'll say in spoilers, whether or not, that tracked but that was a, a thought early on <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, yeah like you can you can guess during, the, during this whole big speech you're kind of like okay they're gonna have to go to earth like they're they they found humanity on earth or some stuff like that yeah you, you've established that they've planet hopped before so this yeah. is the logical next step but logical but not in a way that is like interesting right no. there's a like you'll find You've seen the breadcrumbs. It's there's it's, a lot and, of world building here that's like just overwritten and like just it's too much. It's much more than we need to understand the basics, but they they just want to describe it all to you. Like I, yeah, like someone wrote down like this this whole mythology and history of this society. And it's like, I'm going to get every ounce of that stuff that I wrote down into this movie. And it's like, we probably didn't need all of it though, to like understand the basic trajectory here. Right. Or being discovered in a way that is interesting rather than just told to you outright. Right. I wouldn't mind knowing this if it was more. It was like discovered throughout instead of just dropped on us. Yes. That was one of the other things with the film is like the first, the beginning, you're just getting lots of information and lots of names and trying to piece things together. Yeah. But it like is, a third or more through, you're still getting introduced to like new concepts and people and you're like, all right. Yeah. And yeah. this isn't a terribly long movie. So, so yeah, if you're not ready and like, like me, I'm like, okay, I'm already trying to piece things together yeah. because of, I'd seen it previously and I'm trying to remember if you're not ready for that, you're just like, oh, this is a lot. You're like, What's I can happening? See. Anything else with uh, story characters or voice acting? Well, I don't I move on feel like we talk that much about characters. I mean, you have your main character Eve, who is very strong with psychic. I mean, with psychic powers, but you also have you know like these some incidental characters that are you know mad because she wakes up in the middle of the night screaming because she seems to be one of the only ones that also can kind of see the future, I guess. Well, something. it seems like Sarah can too. They both have that vision, but Sarah doesn't scream like a baby about it. Yeah. I think that's one of the things like Eve as this strong character, we don't see it as much in the beginning and it's commented on by the, the people observing the, the girls that it's like, yeah, she, like, shows off the charts, but, like, I wish we'd see it. Yeah, we're kind of just told that she's strong and then are just sitting here waiting to, like, see that in action. Like, I guess I can see how the dreams is telling us that. Sure. But, but yeah, like, we're told a lot about her and she ends up being able to do a lot. But she's not very interesting. Uh, we don't... Like, she's fine. Yeah. I don't dislike her. There's a scene with her and Sarah where she... Talks about being curious and like they're talking about having the same mind or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and then that's kind of like a through line throughout. She keeps being like, I learned this and this from you. And like the more that it happens, the more it's like, okay, but you, when did that, when did you learn that from her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah, when she said, I'm able to do this thing because of you, and it's like, when? Because <laughs> yeah. you just see them interact once, you know, and, then, yeah, and like, then her run another time in it with a nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I just want to point out with story and characters, you all, is to me, there was symbolism. Okay, first uh-huh. of all, her name is Eve, but then the mother, okay, so she astral projects herself. Uh, be, oh, sorry, the, the 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 boy that would starts out at the beginning, who was a rebel, who dude. you know get oh D- yeah oh yeah dude, I should dude, know this dude. I should know this do 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 yeah that do uh, comes in and just like practically leaps on her, but basically is like you're coming to I need you to come with me. You know she's never seen I think a boy before. I don't know, but but regardless, well in her he's memory, she has like two years worth of memories. So. Yeah, that's been erased. But you know, so he's like you need to come with me and all this stuff and. And finally, she calms him down, but she's kind of like, I have to think about this, you know, before I join you or whatever. But ultimately, she ends up astral projecting herself and fighting through because she, I guess he tells her that, or maybe she knows, I don't know. He either tells her. He says her, your parents are live in the city. Right. And that your memories have been erased because I don't think she realized that beforehand. No, she knew she, her memories were erased. Yes. He didn't know But that. she didn't know about the city or about mm, her got parents it, got being it, got it, got it. Yeah. Got it. So she decides, because she's so powerful, to to make it past this wall and basically Astro project herself into the city, finds her parents. But anyway, do you notice that her mom, to me, has a veil? I'm just thinking of Mary's mother. I'm just thinking of, like, Mary and Jesus. I don't know. It's because she's the only one that seemed to have kind of this veil her mom did. And then and then her dad. I just They just remind me of, like, Mary, Joseph, and Eve. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they, the, if they the, used The classic that. trio, Mary, Joseph, <laughs> I know, and I know, Eve. I know, I know. It's so funny. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> I think there's definitely, like, some... Intentional. Some intentional, vague, like, spirituality in general here, which I think includes some vague allusions. To, like, I think she's definitely named Eve with purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think the whole thing is supposed to be focused Purely. on Christianity. Yeah. It's just no, supposed it just to have this vague spirituality. And especially, I won't go into the end in spoilers, I but think, especially yeah. with that, again, inside they, they the want this to potentially this. appeal to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know, I found that kind of humorous. Um, or, well, you know what I mean, just these not well-threaded possible, you know, I don't know, references to things that, that aren't tied together. Just pretty surface level references. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah, uh, who uh, Eve becomes friends with, we end up finding out later that her uncle's kind of the main guy who rules the city and makes bad ideas and that she was like undercover there or something to make sure stuff was happening in line. But then she also still clearly likes Eve and stuff, like doesn't want her dead or anything. So she's kind of got this like, Oh, I'm a villain, but I'm a little bit conflicted thing going on for the better part of the film. Yeah. She comes into conflict with Do. Uh, he never remotely is a match for her at any point, even a little bit. Oh, uh, no. He's completely useless on that on that track. In most tracks. Anyways, um, Do's yeah, fine. Yeah, he's... he's- He's, he's fast charming. And he can sneak. Yeah, he's like a little clumsy. Like, and it's supposed to be charming. Yeah, like, it's a, he's fine. It's fine. I don't hate him, but he's a little bit, a little bit useless. Um, <laughs> You're like, I don't hate him, but he's a little. <laughs> 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 cut, cut that. Um, yeah. There's 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 some interesting things here. There's just a lot here, more than there needs to be. But it's interesting that Sarah has to use 
enhanced drugs to beat Eve. That's part of why she's on the bad side <laughs> yeah. because technology and 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 enhancement, unnatural enhancements like that, is part of the problem. Mom. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, one of the. I don't think this is in spoilers, but he's the the uncle guy. So uh, like, oh, we made a newer one. No, no, oh, no. he's like uh, when when talking contrasting the spirituality stuff oh. and, like, science. He's like, you know, yeah, psychics exist. It's science will figure it out. Yeah, science and, will figure out what the astral plane stuff's about. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, just this kind of... Mm. Yeah, not necessarily... F- I mean, to an extent, it certainly feels anti-science, but it's... it's arguably... Yeah, it's, it's more focused on, like... I would say the not forgetting nature and spirituality in the process, I guess. Yeah, like technology usurping those. Yeah. uh, As they, as this feels like more inherent. I think it wants to say that there needs to be a balance, but I don't think it's a. It kind of, it kind of really skews more. It it kind of skews more in the direction of actually just technology bad. Yeah, like. It feels very Luddite. Yes. Do you guys want to talk some about animation? Sure. Here's a note that I want to give you about animation. The characters were designed to avoid the traditional anime look and to look more American, apparently. Mm -hmm. That's what one article said. I don't remember what their source is, but, like, again, it was hard to find sources on this. I don't know that they succeeded, And I didn't like it. (laughs) I Um, didn't like it. They still just look really 90s anime to me. Yeah. Um, Reminded me of Johnny Quest for some reason. (laughs) You know, sure. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that they succeeded in, in that, in their goal there, but, um, I mean, it looks, it looks, the animation is fine. It's, they clearly don't have the biggest budget in the world. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I generally like kind of the vague look that nineties animes could take. Um, so I like, so I like it in that sense, but it, it is definitely noticeably cheap sometimes. Yeah, and I didn't especially didn't like the character design of uh, Do, and I, I would have preferred them just to keep their typical anime designs. You know, again, I don't feel of- like this was actually very far from the typical '90s anime designs at all. Yeah, it was a little more rounded, I guess. A little, but to me, it kind of felt like uh, like Astro Boy, like leaning towards that rather yeah. than something that is different. You know, yeah, like it felt agreed. like a, maybe a little combo of something, but not. Which Astro Boy does like was very much based on American cartoons of back then, rather than like because that was the early days of anime. But yeah, yeah, it was it was more rounded, I suppose. Yeah, I this the very beginning where they're uh, where dudes being chased through the city by like the the cops on floaty vehicles or whatever uh some of those shots reminded me uh of uh sonic saturday morning uh the one with uh the freedom fighters and stuff and and robotnik's big metropolis or whatever some of the some of the shots zooming through these like technological cities quickly and stuff there was some similar vibes there then both in 1993 also so like there's a a shot where where sarah was like uh you know remembering her parents and and whatever there was like some shot sarah or eve you're right, Eve. Where Eve was like remembering her parents and stuff, and she, there was like some shots of her young, and uh, there was a particularly cute one <laughs> yes. where she was like standing on a on a block or something and like reaching, trying to put something. I think her hair was a little shorter. Is a really cute little kid pick. Very cute. Uh, she yeah, she was adorable. Um, and then um, 
really needed like a seizure warning or something for the for the messenger appearing scene. Yes. Oh, it, the yeah. bright flashing was a lot. Extended. Like legit if you watch this and like uh you need you need to worry about epilepsy like don't watch it or skip the scene or like it's intense once once the messenger starts coming out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just just very hard to look at, honestly. But I like how ultimately then everybody heard the messenger and yeah. how all of the electricity and everything from everywhere went out. And then, yeah, so they could all hear the messenger. I don't know. Yeah, no, his energy is so strong that it it conflicts with the techno- technological, like, electricity energy. Yeah, yeah. Spirit trumps. No. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Um, do you have anything to say about the idea of this being live action? Oh, I mean, I guess it could. Like, there wasn't But why any... would you? Yeah, like, I mean... No one cares enough about it. But, like, I besides... think it would translate all right. Yeah, besides that, no. It would translate okay. Like, that's not... The, the problem is that this the story isn't strong enough. At least yeah. with what we have. The story and characters. Yeah, like, people just show... There was, like, whenever you had the messenger thing... Uh, they had run away from the forest, the the school or whatever, and the teacher or the the head lady there uh, had had run after them, and and so and we saw a thing where she was like, "I'll go after them, but not with the goal of bringing her back. It's because I want to find out what's happening too." And then we didn't see her for like ten or fifteen minutes. Right, right. So she has this. Uh, th- she says that, and I guess there were, s- and then dot dot dot. <laughs> I guess there were scenes that had kind of uh, implied that maybe she was questioning, but it wasn't I think really more than strong. implied. As she'd kind of stated a couple times, yeah. But I because she had one of the earliest things, the first time that we saw the general guy and that tech guy that was at the computer, she she was like, "Can you give us our memories back?" Like she literally just like asked for that. Yeah, may- maybe it's a lot of telling rather than showing. It, it, it is, and, and so she said that to them, and it's like okay, but maybe. Instead, she doesn't say that, and she goes, and then she does something that shows that she was... Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole lot more telling than showing at all times. Yes, and and so so she does that, uh, but then the messenger scene happens, and then she shows up at this camp that is ostensibly... This rebel camp that is ostensibly hidden from the cops who have been looking for them, but she could find it, and she's like... It's okay, I'm with you now. So could Eve's parents. They're just there. Yeah. They're like, they're like, we like researched or something. We found your parents and they're here now. Uh, when earlier Eve was like uh, to do, like, you won't like my dad. He's a cop. He's, he's a like, no, nah, he's guy. chill. <laughs> but he's there and he's like, we saw you and we're down now. We're good. It's like, <laughs> okay. It's like, all right. So people are kind of in places that we never saw them get to that place. Yeah. So we just have Particularly to the rebel place. Like, yeah. This is a lot of people just ending up there. Yeah. Well, and not even physical place. Like, in an emotional place. Oh, sure. <laughs> of like, yeah, we're cool now. Yeah. 100%. We saw you and now it, it's good. And it's like, okay. So I'm missing seeing anything that leads there. Yeah. Like, overall, it wouldn't be that difficult to film most of this in live action, but there's just not enough story and character there to, like, hold it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's not... The bones aren't worth that. Yeah. Bad uh, bones, bad bones. <laughs> bad bones. <laughs> uh, sound design. Um, some of the music felt kind of silly uh, yes. sometimes and, and kind of dated. In a, I found it to be kind of endearing, but it's definitely... It feels dated sometimes. Uh, agreed. 
almost 80s even with some of the electronic stuff but like yeah definitely of the time yeah and i don't know where this would go maybe story but like uh so so yeah their powers rely or the basis is like accessing the astral plane and one of the things that was underwhelming is whenever eve would like summon her power to to do that she would just be like sitting uh cross-legged which is like fine you know meditating but she was she would just say like to the astral plane or astral plane repeating it over and over and it's like i wish there was something more interesting to show this because as is it's disengaging it's just like astral plane astral plane it's like all right girl sure (laughs) Some of the sound effects are also really cheap. There was like a time where Do like clasped Eve's hands and there's just kind of like, yeah, just kind of like a slap sound to where mom's yeah. like, wait, did he slap her? It's yeah. like, no, no, no. He just grabbed your hands. But like not a very, not as good a sound effect as that could have been to exhibit what it was trying to do. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I mean, it's very 90s. Um, definitely. Not really remembered. Yeah. The main thing I want to talk about, though, is Sarah, who, as previously established, uh, lots of queer vibes with her. Yes. Lots of, lots of she's gay vibes from her, which is then combined with, oh, she's an evil gay, though, because she's an antagonist for, like, at least half the movie, if not more. And... It, it kind of that aspect reaches its its lowest point where with her mind controlling Sarah, because that's just kind of squicky for I don't know how much people know this, but mind control in media is often metaphorical for other ways in which people's bodies can be used without their permission. Does that make sense? And so having your queer-coded character do that is nasty, is what I'm going to say. And there's a history of that sort of thing being done that accentuates the unpleasantness of that. Yeah. Um, So, And I think in that scene, too, the kind of queerness is also emphasized. Yeah. Because the first Eve asked Do, like, why did you pick me? And he's like, oh, because... I liked you or I thought you were cute or something. And then presumably uh, Sarah controlling Eve slaps him. Yeah. So that kind of. Because then as soon as we see her after that slap, her eyes like she's mind controlled or whatever. So. Yeah. So it's like, oh, did she slap him because. Right. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of implications. Yeah. Um, I. I ultimately found Sarah to be perhaps the most interesting character in here simply because she's kind of got these these layers happening of, like, being a villain but caring about Eve and, like, where that ultimately kind of kind of goes. Um, but, like, there's, there's unpleasantness here, certainly. It's very 90s in this way also, where, like, it wants to... to insinuate this queer stuff but also can't fully do right by the queer character either because they're not allowed to and or they just don't have the wherewithal to write it that way yeah (laughs) they're just falling into common tropes unfortunately outside of that yeah i mean it's just it's very 90s um yeah i don't know it it feels dated certainly the only other thing i i just would maybe mention is that your two most powerful characters 
supposed, why say powerful, of as far as power, as far as political power and uh, economic power, one, the, the head of the AIS or whatever, and then the uh, the uncle are two old white guys. I don't think well, the head of the AIS is politically powerful. No, I think it's the chairwoman. Yeah, the, the, chair, other... the chairwoman and, and the uncle are the powerhouses but, as far as okay. political power. But also like that, I guess I might have missed is like, is she like a, What's the difference in their stations? I was it, never clear on that. I, I don't think they ever made it clear enough. Um, I got the vague sense that he was more powerful than her politically, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was it was kind of unclear, which given how much detail it goes into with other stuff, felt like maybe they could have made that clear. But For sure, for sure. You guys want to go to our... Spoiler alert. Skip to... 39 minutes and 49 seconds. So there's a lot here with the end. Yeah. So they have the message from the messenger and they're like, okay, we need to treat the planet better. And if we work real hard, maybe we can turn things around here. But uh, Sarah's uncle is like, no, (laughs) it's like, that's not going to work. Uh, gonna save myself and the people who are gonna come with me on this ship that we've been building. But if they use the ship, it'll destroy the city because very bad planning um, as far as where that's positioned. Like, I feel like it would not have been that hard to not Make it work that way. They just built but, a ship under the city, and to leave, it would destroy. It would. And it's like you did, you didn't want to do like a tunnel to have it like go out the side and then up. Okay, whatever. Anyways, so using the ship destroys the city is the is the stakes that we are given. So uh, he convinces uh, Sarah to use her mind powers to make. Eve open the door that they can't get through, but she gets access to for reasons that I don't care or remember enough about. So they get through. And so then, you know, even do have to go stop uh, Sarah and her uncle from from doing the thing that's going to kill everybody, basically. And uh, do is utterly useless with that, uh, uh, accomplishes nothing, gets bopped off screen and then is barely seen again in the rest of the film. Sarah and uh, Eve kind of have have a confrontation uh there's still some some vibes but sarah's still choosing the side of of bad and she goes with her uncle they're going up like a lift thing and eve like grabs onto it she's like hanging off and she's trying to use her psychic powers to make the uncle change his mind or whatever he pulls out a gun and it's like okay well sarah's gonna jump in the way and get shot and die which is exactly what happens sarah and eve fall off uh and uh eve says sarah combine your heart with mine which wow okay Okay, gay. Yeah. Um, and uh, long story short, basically, <laughs> the uncle gets in the ship and he blasts off and destroys a bunch of the city and kills a bunch of people. But then the ship fails and falls and explodes and everything explodes. And uh, Eve's parents that were watching off to the side of the crater get blown into space and everyone else gets blown into like pieces. Everyone dies except everyone. for... The, except for uh, parents. Eve's parents, who will die freezing and starving to death in space, uh, but they get to watch from space probably as humanity. Suffocating. Sure, yeah, they'll probably suffocate. Um, watching from space as humanity dies, and they're like, eh, we're, we're seeing the end of it. And then it's like, oh, all right. But then uh, everyone is still dead, but because astral projecting, they're like spirits come up out of their very dead bodies. Uh, And so then there's a big group 
scene uh, of like basically everyone besides like the uncle because that guy sucks um and uh do is like there somewhere but he is not near eve who is near sarah and they're just like smiling together and like at the front of this big group and it's like oh and then the big group astral projects and goes to earth and they go into the bodies of the primitive humans chromagdon or whatever that are on the planet and they eventually make the Society Atlantis. The end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which ostensibly also gets destroyed. Right. So. So. Uh, and also the parents definitely just suffocate to death in space. Yeah. They, and maybe they're, maybe they get to actual project after that too. I don't know. Maybe think, they get to go. I think there might've been something that implied that they do. Sure. But, but they, 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 have a, they have a horrific, much slower death than everyone else, which was also horrific. I mean, quick. all of it was horrific. It was right? horrific, but quick. I think, you know, the big explosion stuff. I don't think they lasted long. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because in the end, her, her visions did come true. <laughs> so yeah, the end of the movie is that everyone dies and then goes on a spirit journey to earth to take over primitive humans and eventually create Atlantis which is also doomed to fail and then also the implication is that we are doing the making the exact same wrong choices as them and are slowly killing our planet and we're going to end up like them and not have any more planets to travel to so we need to change Change our we need to change our ways and save the planet uh, which everyone promptly forgot once it was the year 2000 or so because I mean, everyone was ever. everyone was sick of it. They were tired of the '90s telling us that we got to save the planet. So I guess we're just not gonna save the planet. And we're all gonna die. <sighs> anyway, but, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, in the beginning, the the film had a dedication that's like to the future generations. Or something yeah, like yeah. That. It's like... To the future generations. Don't mess it up. Right, right, right. Because we're already messing it up. Or to... Yeah. I forget what it said exactly. I should have wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. It was a wild ending. That's what I remembered. I remembered the, yeah. the souls inhabiting the people of Earth. Yes. That yep. is the main thing that I remembered. <laughs> and yep. I don't know if I remember the name of the film, but at some point I had... Figured out what it was. And, uh, yeah, Eyes, Eyes, of, of, Eyes of Mars was the English dub version. Yes, Eyes, Eyes of Mars. with like dots between because it stands for something. I don't well, know. I think Mother has the dots between. So Maybe. I think they might have taken that uh, idea. Yes, they they uh, kept the kind of either acronym or, or whatever from the original. No more spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? If it's in spoilers, be vague. I guess the mind control scene. Because of its, it's it just has nasty implications and falls into tropes I don't like. So, yeah, mind control scene. I'll go with the, uh, that one, I, I agree. But also the, um, the exposition with the oh, messenger. Uh, just like t- telling you what's up. And it's... Too long and too long. a lot. Just a big information dump. Yeah. I think I'll second yours, Valerie, because, yeah, that just went on way long. What was your favorite scene in the movie? I think early on in the movie where Eve and Sarah are bonding and just some of the chilling, like, uh, when the girls are all meditating, some of the, like, positions that they're chilling in trees and stuff. Just the, the kind of uh, peaceful beginning vibes of... Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. It was cute in its own way. Yeah. Like, they, 
just showing a little bit of personality with what they're doing. Yeah, I think I'll I'll agree with I'll agree more specifically with the uh, early Sarah Eve bonding scenes. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with um, when they meditated and they were doing learning their astro projection, all the girls in the forest, because I just really like that scene. Not only the nature scene, it was pretty animation, but just all the summon trees, some, you know, doing different positions. It was, yeah, that was my favorite. One thing that I thought was funny randomly was when Dew got into the forest and he was drinking the water and he was like, <laughs> oh, this is how it's supposed to taste. And he tries the one in his canteen. He's like, oh, this is dirty and like this is how we're supposed to have it i thought that was a nice uh storytelling yeah thing that the was sort of less storytelling preachy. there should have been more of yes exactly who was your least favorite character in the movie i guess the uncle yeah i mean i guess the uncle he sucks yeah for me it's gonna be the head of or that the guy in the ais sure that, yeah which the general always guy or whatever general, yeah he just got on my nerves a lot valid that was really funny, though. Our least favorite characters are the two bald men. Yeah. The uh, the chairwoman called the AIS Center when the dad was like, oh, yeah. oh I thought I, my wife is worried. So, like, how is our daughter in this thing? And he's like, oh, time to gaslight. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Nothing's you wrong. You guys hallucinated that probably. Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was your favorite character in the movie? Uh, I think it's Sarah for me. Yeah. Um, d- despite the unfortunate uh, things that the plot does with with her, like I, I, she just has the most layers of mm. of like ha- forming this kind of early relationship with Eve, but having other loyalties and and ultimately having to kind of decide where her loyalties lie and stuff. Like she's really kind of the only one that has any interesting character journey happening here. So. Yeah, I think I'll... And plus, she's got a cool, uh, I'm clearly a lesbian design, so... Yes, she does. It's it's just there. Oh, one thing I did really like, though, was the, the fashion yeah. of the girls in the AIS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being different from, like, uh, the city. Yeah, I like the fashion. But, no, I agree with Sarah. She was the most interesting. I think the problem with Eve is she was a bit boring. Yeah, like, I liked her fine, but... She didn't have a, I'm curious. Like that's. She, yeah, it was, it was talking about it and less, again, less showing, less telling, or more telling, less showing. Yes. For me, it's going to be the teacher. I don't know. I just liked her. I liked, um, I mean, not that she was a phenomenal character, but she was just neat. And I, and I like how she kind of went against the norm and I like how she's going to leave the place and he's just like, you know, you need to get her back. And she's like, no, you know, my first goal is going to be finding the truth or whatever. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, I don't know. I just liked how she, you know, was actually kind of mothering to the to the girls. Yeah, just liked her. If Tim Curry were in the dub of this movie, which I'm pretty sure he is not. I didn't research that. I, I don't I vaguely saw the English cast list. He's I don't like, believe he is. Give me all of the environmental films. Let me play the bad guy. <laughs> Who would he be? Would he be the bad guy? He could be. He could be the dad, maybe. He could be the dad if if you want. If you want to give him a, a nice guy role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either the dad or the uncle. Probably the best. Depending on if you want him to be evil or not. The messenger. No, oh, no, no. I mean, well, <laughs> I it would make Honestly, that exposition that, I know, more interesting. I know. I know. To it's to really that's, be, be, that's actually yeah. a decent suggestion. <laughs> That'd be way more interesting to listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Um, I 
ultimately don't think I would recommend this, but I didn't hate it. I was surprised that it wasn't, like, either actively bad or boring. <laughs> uh, so I'll give it a 1.75. Yeah, like, I don't know what you would get out of this. I don't, I don't even know if it would be good enough for, like, a watching a bad movie for fun. Yeah, I don't think it's bad enough to warrant that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I don't think you'd hate it if you watched it, but you know, there's you're fine. You don't you don't have to. Um I'm also not going to recommend it and I think I would give it a 1.5 just because it, it just wasn't my favorite animation and again the the story if you even say <laughs> if you can I mean it, it certainly that. has no, a story. It does have a story. This is true, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to say 1.5 and not recommend. Um, yeah, 1.75. Um, I, I find the 90s animation in general charming. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's preachy and exposition heavy and most of the characters aren't that interesting. And the most interesting character falls into some unfortunate, uh, queer tropes that, uh, not queer people will use when they write. So, yeah, you know, I didn't hate watching it. And if you decided you wanted to check it out, it's not that long. Uh, you can, there's worse ways to spend your time, but you don't need to seek it out. Yeah. And, and about the, the trope thing, like that comes from the, uh, Hayes code, right? Like hundred percent. Yeah. Like if the, if you show, well, that's hard to say. Cause this is Japan. I still think that they're, I still think they're informed by, some of our stuff, especially no, especially with that note of them trying to appeal to American audiences with this. Like I, it's there. Like, I think that's part of it. And I don't know that I don't know enough about Japan's uh, history of cinema to know if they ever had something as stifling as the Hayes code, but they've certainly had their own issues since, especially since white people <laughs> kind of, came in and tried to force their sensibilities upon them with queerness in media. Um, that's it, It's had its own different path than what American media has had, but it's certainly not Inform, always been a great yeah. path. And it they inform each other to some degree. So, yeah. you know. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And please join me any Wednesday, 7 p.m. on Twitch uh, Central Time. I am playing Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Nine, and my awesome daughter and daughter-in-law uh, are in the chat to help me or calling me on the phone when I totally mess up or get stuck. Uh, or sometimes but, it's just easier to explain things that way. Yes, yes, yes. But it's so fun. I'm doing voices, which, you know, some are more successful than others, but I'm just having fun. It's my my first playthrough, some things I'm really bad at, but you know, it's just a really great story and I'm having fun. So yes, please join Nana Critter, N-A-N-A-C-R-I-T-T-E-R on Twitch, 7 p.m. Wednesdays. And next time we will be watching the movie that for the last 10 or 15 years of my life, I have been trying to remember. It was just a very vague idea in my head of like, forest creatures and there's some aliens and the the aliens can like change to look like the forest creatures and that's like all that I could really remember and I finally figured out last year what it is and we're gonna watch it and uh for reasons I'll probably explain in more depth 
when we do that, I had to get a VHS player to do so. So I got into a lot of work to watch this film that is probably not great, but we'll see you next time. <laughs> Join right. us then. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. You're just giving me a look, and I don't appreciate it. Uh, I like. I'm looking at you with love. <laughs> There's a.